Welcome to the Chick Show. Wait, the what? The Chick Show. Chick. Yes. Okay, because it sounded like you said something else. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, I'm Leanne. And I am Grace. Grab your favorite beverage and join our talks. Yay! Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Chick Show. My name is Leanne, and I'm hosting a solo episode this week. We've gotten so much great feedback from all of you who love our show formats that we host most of our shows together, but we do do solo episodes here and there so that we can each dive in a little bit deeper about topics that are important to us or things that you've given us feedback on or questions that you've had for us. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. We do really pay attention to what you guys tell us. So today's episode is actually about one of the things that you guys show up in my DMs the most about, and it doesn't really surprise me that this is a highly talked about topic because it is something that faces every single mom and working moms or moms with a whole bunch of kids that do a whole bunch of activities. It can be the bane of our existence, and that is, how do I feed these people? How do I feed these people? I don't care how old your kids are. Feeding your kids and the people that live in your house always has some like low grade stressor nonsense BS bubbling beneath the surface, right? When my kids were toddlers, I always felt like I needed to make sure that I had the toddler-ish kind of foods and I could never leave the house without making sure I had snacks and ready to go because they were, even though they were tiny, they were just like little tiny gremlins that could melt down and need a snack at any given moment. So I never left the house without food. Then as my kids got older and they were in school, we started worrying about having to pack lunches or are you buying in the cafeteria today? And I have one kid that refuses to pack and one kid that thinks that this is a restaurant where you can pick and choose and pack some days and, you know, we will provide, we will get school lunch the other days. This season of life that I'm currently in with, I have an 11 year old now and an almost 15 year old that are in travel sports. So our evenings are filled with who has to be on which field at which time. Is it a game? Is it a practice? Who needs a water bottle? We got to make sure that you eat dinner before you go because I don't want to feed you at 10 o'clock at night. So it is no surprise to me that I get asked about this the most. So I do feel like I have a handle on how to feed these people. It is not always pretty. It is not always perfect. But I'm going to tell you today on a perfect week when it does look pretty, what are the things that I do to make sure that I'm feeding them and feeding them well? I'm not a granola mom. You, If you guys have been a listener for any length of time, you know that Grace is the healthy eater and I'm the one that sits in my car and licks the Polynesian sauce out of the container in the Chick-fil-A parking lot. Okay. So I do not pretend to be the organic, amazing, wonderful, we only eat edamame mom. Okay. But I do try more often than not to at least like make sure they're eating vegetables, (laughs) but I have learned how to do this after so many years of doing it wrong. And I think as moms, we feel guilty if we don't feed our kids decent food, 
right? I, I know I hate making generalist statements because I know that that's not everybody, but you know, we've all been there. We have all been there when life is just a complete total shit show and you're sitting in line at the drive-thru again and you're feeling bad because you don't even remember the time, the last time that you all sat down and ate to dinner together or that you cooked. And when you do cook, it's probably Kraft mac and cheese. And I just want to let you know that that is okay. Not that you need permission from me <laughs> for that to be okay, but that's okay too, because you're feeding them. And I don't think that there's a mom anywhere in the world, unless she has some sort of private chef, that feels really good about all their food choices all the time. But I know that when I at least try, I do better than whenever I just go at it blindly, or I end up shoving goldfish crackers in their mouth in the car on the way to a game. <laughs> so I want to share with you what I do on weeks when I'm a good mom and how I manage that in my household. So I will also put a link in the show notes to an Instagram reel that I did where I actually show this process happening so that you can get the visual for how it's done. It's really simple and really easy, but I know sometimes it's easier to see things happen than to just hear me talk about them. But I have a meal planning system that, like I said, on weeks when I'm a good mom, which isn't every week, but weeks when I'm a good mom, I have a really solid Sunday night routine. And there's certain things that I do on Sunday. I call it the Sunday night routine, but as long as all this stuff happens on Sunday at all, I'm good. But part of that routine is, is that I meal plan for the week. That doesn't mean that I'm there chopping up vegetables and sorting them into everybody's little color-coded bento boxes. It just means that I dedicate time every Sunday to just stopping for a second and saying, what the heck is about to happen in this house for the next seven days? And how do I feed these people? So the first thing that I do is I sit down with the calendar and I look and I see what is about to happen in this house for the next seven days. Is it a week where RJ has a ton of baseball games? Is it a week where there's a makeup basketball game on a day that we should have had off? Is it a day where we're on the cusp of the hockey playoffs and there's going to be an extra practice this week? Is there a big work deadline that I have coming up? Which days is Ryan going to the office? You know, I, I just kind of get a big overall picture of what are we about to face this week? And what I do is I get a piece of paper. It's not anything fancy. It's like one of those little magnetic notepad things you can buy at the Dollar Tree. And I write Monday. I leave a bunch of spaces. Tuesday, leave a bunch of spaces. And I do it the whole way through Sunday. And I write L and D for lunch and dinner. Okay. And so I look at what is happening on those days. So for example, Tonight, the on the day that I'm recording this, tonight we have a baseball game and we have hockey practice on the same night. And for us, that means that Ryan and I are going to two different opposite parts of town. One of them is an hour away. The baseball game, you have to get there early. I know that Max has a school project he's working on. So when he comes home, he's going to be rushing to finish something up before we go. So I knew that today was not the day to have some big, wholesome meal, okay? Today is the day that I have the banquet frozen dinner meat patties that I keep on emergency in the garage freezer where I'm going to pop those suckers in for 14 minutes. I'm going to whip up some rice, open a can of green beans, and that's what we're going to eat for dinner. So 
part of meal planning and feeding these people is just being really realistic about what you can and what you can't do. And you know what? My kids are going to be just fine eating that as if I had made some elaborate meal from scratch with all their organic vegetables. Okay. I have said this from the time that they were babies. Fed is best. Fed is best. And that's whether they're newborns or that's whether they're high school teenagers that have a voracious appetite. Okay. So that's the first thing I do before I decide anything that we're going to eat is I just see like, which days do I actually have time to even deal with this? And then I have my go-to meals. So this is the really genius part. I don't know where I got this idea from, but this is what makes everything so seamless and simple, but it's also what takes the B and Ming from your kids out of the meal prep process. So B&M is what I call a word that begins with B and ends in itch and moan, because that's what my kids were always doing. I could have cooked the 10 course meal from scratch and they would have B&M'd about it. I could have made a hot dog. They would have B&M'd about it. It was just like, there was nothing more frustrating to me than after I had worked a long day, after I had managed all the things I needed to manage in my house. And I feel like I'm doing a good job because yay, I'm feeding you people dinner. And as soon as you put the plate down in front of them, they give you that look of disgust. And instantly I can feel the the stress in my body rising because I know they're about to complain. Or when you're in a perfectly good mood, you're cooking, you're feeling like you're winning at life because you had a great day and you got, you got food on the stove and they enter the kitchen like what's for dinner. And you tell them what's for dinner and they start to complain about it. Like I can't take that. So what I did was I got a bunch of blank index cards and I gave a stack of them to my kids. And I said, I want you to write down meals that you like, meals that you like. And I made them do it. Now, some meals that they like are Chick-fil-A. They wrote Chick-fil-A sandwiches and French fries. Great. Good for you. Um, So it didn't even necessarily have to be things that I cooked. It was things that they enjoyed eating. But then I made them write down the things, the meals that we eat at home that they liked. My kids apparently love when I make homemade spaghetti sauce and homemade meatballs. So great. That's also like not really hard for me to do. If you just heard that and you're like, I love that for you, Leanne. I'm Italian. So for me, that's not really hard for me to do. And I make it up in huge batches ahead of time so I can pull it out of the freezer at any given notice, any given moment. And so they're happy. I know it's a good meal for them and it didn't take me any time. So those were things that I learned about, like, what is important to them? What do they enjoy? What are the things that I can cook that they won't complain about? Then if they wrote, um, like, Max wrote that he liked baked chicken. I was like, great. Do you like that with mashed potatoes or rice? He said rice. Great. And what vegetable do you like? Broccoli. Great. Right. Broccoli. So I made them do this to where it was a full meal written on an index card. And so now what I do on Sunday night when I'm trying to figure out what is happening for our week and when am I going to feed these people, I pull out the stack of index cards and I say, tell me what we're eating this week. And I will say, we have one day where you can pick a drive through food and they will instantly go for Chick-fil-A. I'll say, we're going to have two days where I can cook meals that take me a lot of work. And we're going to have two days where it needs to be something quick and easy. Now, my kids are older, so they kind of understand that concept. And it's just from doing it over and over that they kind of know what they can pick and choose. But 
you know, sometimes they picked out things or I was like, you know what, I don't have time to make that this week because I want to get you to baseball on time, but I promise we'll make it next week. Or, hey, I promise I'll make that on Sunday when we're all home. So the whole thing is, is that they are picking the meals and I'm kind of guiding them to make sure that we're picking, you know, not just crap food all day, every day, but they're picking the meals and telling me what they want to eat that week. So that's why they don't be an M when they ask what we're having. The other thing I have is I have this little cork board that sits beside my stove. And so that piece of paper where I write out the L and the D every day of what we're having to eat, I stick it on there. So they don't even really ask me anymore. What are we having today? They just go look at the cork board because I don't even want you to ask me. Just go look at the board. So this thing, this system with the index cards and the cork board has made it so easy for me to feed these people. But it has also taken out the whining, the complaining. It has taken out my mad dash as a mom where it's 445 and we need to leave the house at five o'clock. And I'm like, oh, crap, we haven't eaten anything. And I'm like getting stressed out because we have no food and then sending myself into this tailspin of we're hungry and and all of those things. Do you feel me? So, again, I'm going to put the link in the show notes to the Instagram reel that I did where I actually show myself doing this process. And I think if you go watch it, it's going to make so much more sense. It takes me all of about five minutes to do this whole entire thing, start to finish. And it will not take you very long once you do it a couple of Sundays to where this will just be your norm. Your kids will know they'll pick their stuff. And if your kids are itty bitty, teeny tiny, and they can't pick their stuff, whatever, just pick it for them. But I'm saying when your kids are older and they start to have thoughts and feelings about what to eat, it also allows you to stop and think too, you know, every kid goes through the hot dog and mac and cheese phase. And it's okay. My my almost 15-year-old still is kind of in the hot dog and mac and cheese phase. And so it allows you to still give them those kitty kind of meals, the chicken nuggets, the hot dogs, things like that. But you can throw in your vegetables or maybe you can sneak in a, you know, a side dish that is a little bit healthier. But also they're not going to die if you don't. So that's what I do every Sunday night to do that meal plan. Now, what do I do from there? I do... Walmart delivery. So I know there's Instacart. I know there's all these other services. I I can't attest to them because I've never used them. I just have a Walmart plus subscription. And so I can go online. I can pick the delivery time. I order my groceries and they deliver them to my house. You can also just do a Walmart pickup where you pick the time and you show up in the parking lot and they load them into your car and you drive home. So for a while, I did the grocery pickup. And then for Christmas, one of my presents from my husband was the Walmart Plus. And he's like, I know this probably sounds like a weird gift, but I thought you could get groceries delivered. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm more in love with you in this moment than I've ever been in my whole life. And so that's been a game changer for me too, because even on the days where you don't have it together, Because I don't want you to think that I'm always over here, not mad, not getting complaints about food or that I always have a fully stocked pantry. But on those days where you're like, oh, crap, I forgot to plan the meals out. I didn't have time to go to the store or maybe, you know, for us, a lot of times we're traveling on the weekend for sports and I just didn't get to do these things. Walmart delivery can bring you five things if you need to for the meal. So it's kind of like my get out of jail free card on any given day where they'll bring the food to the house which is magic. But on weeks when I'm a good mom, (laughs) 
after I go through that process with my family and I see what we're going to eat for the week, then I can really make my grocery shopping list. And this also helps keep my food costs down because I'm not at the store thinking, oh, I need hamburger meat. I can't remember if I have that or not. So let me just buy some extra just in case. I can actually go through, look and see what I need for the week to cook those meals. And I can look in my pantry and I can look in my freezer and I can get an idea of what I already have so that I only buy the things that I need to complete those meals. Also, if you have something that's about to expire or you know you bought a lot of produce and you need to make sure that you're using it, you can kind of have a conversation with your family when you're planning your meals and say like, hey, I bought too many peppers last week. So one of our meals this week is going to be stuffed peppers or we're going to have fajitas or we're going to have whatever so that you can use up those produce items so that you're not constantly throwing them away because you had good intentions and then forgot about them. So being able to do your grocery shopping from home really allows you to be more organized. And as a mom, it gives me the peace of mind that that dinnertime hour in my house is not going to be filled with stress. It'll be filled with other stress. Like I can't find my baseball hat or where's my, I'm out of hockey tape and I need some like that kind of stuff that always happens, but I'm not going to be stressed. Like, Oh, I had every intention today of making meatloaf. And then I realize I have no breadcrumbs and then I'm in a bad mood because no matter how hard I try, I try to plan and do things right. And then nothing goes my way. Am I the only one that has ever felt like this? (laughs) So that's what I have done to make it easier in my house for me to feed these people. And I've also gotten good when I am cooking things that can be frozen, like like with the the sauce that my kids love. I will make a humongous batch of it because it takes just as much time to make one serving as it does to make 10. And I will put things in the freezer so that I can pull them out on later days when I don't have as much time, but we can still eat those you know, home-cooked meals. But again, you guys, I never want you to listen to this podcast and have it make you feel bad or make you think like, you know, if you're listening to me in the McDonald's drive through right now and you're thinking this girl has an index card system for planning her meals, I am probably right behind you in the McDonald's line. And I know exactly what time every fast food restaurant in my town closes because I have been known to get there right before they close to shove food in my kid's mouth too. Okay. Um, if it makes you feel any better on Sunday, we were so done cooking. Ryan even said at like three o'clock in the afternoon, he's like, I can't see one more dirty dish in this house. You guys are all on your own. And I caught RJ eating Cheez-Its for dinner. I said, are you eating Cheez-Its for dinner? He goes, yep. in a Klondike bar. I was like, great, bud. Have fun. <laughs> okay. So none of us get it right all the time. And there's also no definition of what is actually right and wrong. What's right and wrong is what works for you and your family. And God has given all of us mamas intuition in a gut that tells us what our kids need. And as long as you are following your gut, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. So I hope that I have given you an idea or two that maybe you can implement into your family's routine to take some of the stress and the headache off of you as a busy, burdened mom. And if you're anything like me, food is the number one thing that stresses me out around here because these people always need to eat. So 
I hope that those tips helped you today. If you found any of them helpful, I would love for you to just take a screenshot of your phone, wherever it is that you're listening to me from, and post it to your social media and tag me. I'd love to see what you guys are listening, where you're tuning in from, and what helped you the most, because we really do listen to your feedback, and it drives our content on our future episodes. So... Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of The Chick Show. Go out and feed those people. I hope this was helpful. Bye, everyone.